Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. And this is that half. In these book club episodes of this podcast, my guests and I will be bonding over my favorite hobby, reading. Getting to know their relationship to books, the ones they love, the ones that have made the biggest impact on them, and so much more. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences, opinions, and possible book spoilers throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another book club episode, and I am joined again by my friend Ames Emmendine. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So, again... For the listeners, if you didn't listen to her previous episode, let me just remind you that this is the second time we are doing this recording (laughs) because I'm not a sound engineer. And so I let Zoom do all the work for me now because I messed it up the first time. And (laughs) so you may or may not hear us talking about books that we, between the two of us, have talked about before, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, So it won't be the initial reactions, but us discussing them again. So without further ado... The first question, Ames, do you like to read and what is your relationship to reading? Um, My relationship to reading, I would say might be like an on and off one. It's a complicated Um, relationship. Exactly. Um, No, I'm not going to say I don't dislike reading, but also I will not, you will not see me picking up a book like every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, I tend to read a lot more when I'm on vacation. Um, especially on the plane it um, keeps my I mean I'm a bit I'm scared of flying so it keeps my mind off um, of that so when I take a look actually into a book that's mostly when I'm on vacation but like lately I don't know I feel like since I start working sitting on a computer all day and then after work like just being on your phone all the time I think I just have to decrease my screen time by a lot yeah so so I am trying to like you know see if there's a way to get into reading a bit more Um, well I'm so glad that you said that because I heard about this thing I saw it on Instagram it's called a silent book club and they have a chapter in like every city and basically like uh if I'm understanding it correctly, because I've yet to go to one because I'm too scared to go by myself. Um, oh. You There's like an establishment in your city. So for us, it'd be DC. And there's an establishment that hosts it. And it's a, like it's like the last Wednesday of every month or something. And you bring your book, you go. The first hour, you socialize with people there if you want. And then the next hour is just sitting in a room, everybody reading their own books. And then, really? the, and then the next hour is you can either continue reading or chatting with one another. But like that second hour is designated like quiet reading time. And obviously we're at the beginning of a month right now. So like the last week was the one and I almost wanted to go. And then it was like far and I didn't want to go by myself. But what a great idea. And I always yeah, thought that's about really that. Cool. Like we could do that. Like my roommate and I get up some weekends and we walk over to our coffee shop and we get you know, a coffee and I sit there and read and she does her thing. But like we could, I think we should try that out first. And then I love the idea of sitting with somebody else reading. And just reading. 
yeah, yeah that's actually you. I never heard of that so it's like yeah it, like it, yeah that's true to at least pick up a good book and yeah. try to read some some pages and not be on yeah. TikTok or social yeah. media all the time because yeah, I also think nice. about yeah I also think about like as much as I'd love my friends and I to all be reading the same books at the same time at the same pace and be in a book club right like in the same way that we watch shows together or have watched shows or whatnot that's not always the case so yeah how nice is it to not feel that pressure but still sit in a room together with a book your own book reading at your own pace having a moment I imagine us making faces or having a moment and then you turn to the person and you go oh my gosh this thing just happened I can't believe it you know so I think that'd be I think it'd be a fun time we can definitely try that okay let's try it next month let's try it yeah this month Um, before it gets too cold we should definitely is that yep let's definitely set something up all right cool last Wednesday of this month we'll do it Uh, anyway so you like to read on vacation and on the plane do you read the whole time you're on the plane or do you like watch a movie read watch a movie um I think it depends on how ambition I am and how good the book is so if I really if I'm like reading I'm like okay I really want to finish this book on vacation because I've been sitting too much like with it I'm just having like a good flow then yeah I'll go through the whole book um also if it's very captivating like I remember um that one time I was reading um that Dan Brown book um I don't which one was it um all the the latest movie that came out still with Tom Hanks not the peak not not the the one the series version no, not the Vinci Code. Well, whatever. Mm. It was one of the that series, obviously. Mm. And um, it was so good that I remember I was like reading it on the plane. I was reading it on in the car on my way back home. Like I finished it like because it was just so captivating, like a good thriller mm-hmm. book. Yeah, that was very nice. So. so then do you always finish the book that you're reading or do you, if you don't like it, you put it down? Yes, I always I always finish the books because like I want to know what's at the end. Like, I don't know, even if it's like a shitty book, I would still finish <laughs> it because like, I know, imagine the ending is super good or something. Yeah. So, And right. also like whenever I open a book, I always turn to last page and, leave, and I read the last sentence. Stop. You're that I, person? I do. What? That. And here's the worst part. Okay, this is going to be my next question, but I technically already know the answer. But you read like thrillers and mysteries and like spy novels. Like what? that literally defeats the purpose. Yes, but like sometimes the last sentence can be very untelling. Like sometimes it doesn't disclose any information of the book. And I mean, I don't read that many books. So, so far I've not been spoiled. So funny. <laughs> well, no, note to self to all authors, stop writing like any last sentences that are alluding to what happens in the story yes please I'm sure there are other people out there that do that too so yeah it's a common thing I don't do it I don't even have the like inkling to do it so what makes you want to read the last (laughs) sentence I don't know it's just like I pick up the book and I'm like oh let me just see what the last sentence is I just I don't know I I did it once and then I've always just continued doing it so funny yeah so then what is your favorite genre? Um, I would say I have like two 
um again good thriller um dan mm-hmm. brown's book um i actually enjoy those quite quite a lot and the second one would be anything kind of like self-development or like um cognitive behavior um so oh, yeah. anything that goes that explains like kind of a way how people make decisions and just how your brain functions and like it, how easy, not easy, mm-hmm. but like how you can influence other people or like how you influence yourself and don't even realize it. Yep. And self-development, of course, like any books that basically, I mean, I think, you know, once you hit that almost 30 mark, you know, you start having those <laughs> small midlife crisis sometimes, these moments. So, you know, you just try to like, I don't know once you have a job I feel like you just try to find the perfect balance and like finding these books on maybe how to be a bit more disciplined or motivated or just um, how to persuade people or how to also talk to people you know how to listen to people so all these kind of things I think once you reach a certain age you know at 14 I would never read a book like that I think Mm -hmm. now it's very I think it's uh, interesting sometimes to see yeah. Um, what is out there in those yeah. in those mm-hmm. subjects what did you read did you read a lot as a kid and if so what did you read yeah I used to be like a huge bookworm when I was younger like really um I think I was like the only reader of my friends but then at some point you know I was the nerd among my friend groups so um yeah I kind of like stopped reading um, once I wanted to be a bit more social, you know, and be part of a, a group, you know, mm. we all go through those years of teenage mm. things. So uh, that was mine. And but when I was younger, yeah, I actually one of the things I read the most were DuckTales. That was like, I know that I, I don't know if it's that big here in the US, but in well, in Luxembourg, we were well, it's we always received the German book um it was also in Germany that was huge it was like a weekly or monthly I don't remember but basically it was like a comic book about um yeah DuckTales so Donald Duck (laughs) and then I don't remember how you call the three ones I mean in German it's different I think than here in the U.S. it's Tick Trick Tick Trick und Truck that's how they call it I'm sure it's some iteration of it I don't know what they're called but yeah that's funny and Dagobert Duck, Donald Duck. So it's basically just all about the family. And it's like these mm-hmm. cool comic books. And I used to like devour those as a kid. So like every, I think it was like a, I don't know, weekly or thing. I remember I always went to the store, like at that time, I didn't even know how much it was, but it was really not expensive, like three mm-hmm. bucks or so. I bought the book, went home and devoured it. So that was really what I used to read a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. Now I have to look that up and see what it looks like. Yeah, they are funny. They are funny. So what is your favorite book? Uh, I don't really think I have a favorite book, to be honest, because the amount of books I've read were not that much. But like Mm -hmm. recently, one that I picked up that I actually quite enjoyed and finished very quickly. um, And I think I was also very lent to the trend, late to the trend that was the subtle art of not giving a a fuck. Yeah. Um, I haven't read it, but I've heard lots of things about it. Yeah, it's a really, like, I think the way the author kind of writes it, it's like very, 
I don't like informal English. So it's mm. kind of like you having a chat with a friend and you just like, yeah, you know, he's literally like, he doesn't give a shit what he's writing. So yeah. the way he writes, sorry, that's more the way to say it. Um, so that would actually was really nice to, to read. Um, I really like that one. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. It's, I mean, basically it's just, the the like the the key messages that he gives you at the end is like you know you don't have to give a shit about everything you don't have to have an opinion about everything and I think that's yeah. so important nowadays especially like I mean I don't know don't get me started but like on social media all these boomers that think they have to give an opinion to everything or like just give yeah like you know everyone has opinions but not everyone wants to listen to your opinion. If you have something mm -hmm. smart to say, go ahead, you know, mm -hmm. but like there's so many opinions that should just stay <laughs> with the person <laughs> and don't belong <laughs> out there, you know, because they are just not, they don't add any value to anything. So mm. that I thought was like very interesting also for people in general, like, you know, you don't always have to say something to a subject yeah. if you don't have anything to say. Yeah, that's um, something I feel like I struggle with. Like, I don't know what it would be like to just sit there and not have something to say. You know, like, too. and like, not, and, and not saying that anything that I have to say is, holds any value or any more value. I just, I, I'm thinking about like, I feel like I always have to participate. And so I would love to be able to kind of sit back and just like, not say anything and just listen and let that be enough. But I've never known that to be like enough. I've never thought about that. I always thought that's, how you participate is by saying something, but yeah, that's I why mean, I, I think started that's asking totally... questions. Like yeah. if you just sit and you ask people questions about themselves, like that helps facilitate a conversation versus just always having an opinion on what somebody has to say. I mean, you, I mean, if you are discussing with, as you say, with people, with friends and you have something to say by all means, that's mm -hmm. like completely, I think that's fine. You know, it's mm -hmm. just like, in general, I think when it comes to certain subjects, mm. you know, that and also like share, I think giving your opinion to people like you don't know and stuff like that, mm. that's more where I yeah. see a red line. You know, if you yeah. if we discuss something and you tell me your opinion about everything, like I want to know your opinion because you're my friend. But like mm -hmm. if a six year old white man is trying to tell me something, <laughs> I'm like, what to I do don't... with your body? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you know, that opinion is not relevant to to mm -hmm. any of us. So mm -hmm. that's, but that's yeah, yeah that's that, that's <laughs> the point of the book. That's one yeah. of the points. Yeah, that's funny. That's true. So then, yeah. what is your like least favorite genre? Like something you don't see yourself ever picking up. And then let me change her mind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, least favorite genre to be honest Oof, that's a good question uh, would you read horror like something because you like thrillers but like if it was gore like if it was more gore if it was horror like scary like Stephen King style no I don't think I would pick up a book like that like I think yeah I think that would be one of the things that I would not mm -hmm. take and <laughs> this might sound stupid, but any books that are too big. If a book is too <laughs> big, I will not read it. Like everything. This might sound like super like I love I that. Know, You're weird, like the Bible, but... nah. It's too big. <laughs> no, it's too big. 
No, but literally, like, you can give me a good thriller. If you say it's 600 pages, I will not read it. So did you read the last Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? No. I'm, like, thinking of the biggest. No. I started off with the first one. The first one was good, you know. The second mm-hmm. one was good, too. The third one, then everything, I was like, this is getting too big for me. So I stopped <laughs> reading them. But yeah. Note to self to all authors. <laughs> 400 pages or less no that's 300 that's the highest highest. i would go yeah average book is like 400 pages yeah but does that include like the you know the appendix at the end and everything like i just want like reading pages like you know and i hate read the introduction that's also something i don't like about a book okay this is 300 (laughs) yeah exactly that's yeah that's the kind of book i would go for like anything bigger than that i would not read even if it's my favorite (laughs) genre like then yeah it's overwhelming because like you start reading and I always like to see my progress, you know, like how <laughs> many pages I've read. So if I just have like an 800 pages book, like it will take me an eternity to like see that I'm actually doing okay and progressing in this book, you know, so. You're like, I'm not reading anything, I swear. <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. I love that. I've had that happen though on the opposite where like I was reading a small book and I was like, how is this not done? Like, I definitely <laughs> have read all of this book now. And it, like, took too long. And I was like, this is ridiculous. That's so funny. Alrighty. So what, then, are some, like, tropes or themes or styles in writing that you really, really enjoy? Uh, I really like when there are these, these plot twists, you know? Mm. Yep. I love when you are reading it with, also like you're just reading a scene and you just want to like know how it ends or you think it's going towards you know that mm-hmm. ending like you believe oh this is what's going to happen then it's not at all the case yes that I really love a good plot twist and do you see yourself when you're reading because especially in thrillers like there's always a moment of like high stakes high action whatever do you find yourself because this happens to me in the heat of like that moment, your eyes almost skip down the page because you're like trying to get to like- you're Trying to like get all the information. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like, let's just get there. And then you're like, no, you need the whole story. Like come back up. And I'm like, but I'm so close. Who is it? Who is it? Yep. That happens to me. Yep, 100%. And yeah, no, good plot twist. Definitely. I love that in a, in a good thriller. Uh, a second thing, what I really like is when- they are putting out like some hints throughout the whole book and you don't see the significance of it until a certain point. And then you're like, yeah. Oh, that is what, Oh, that is what this was for. Oh, that's why the author, like I know it took 30 pages to describe this, Mm -hmm. you know, like do you pick up on those though? Like as you're reading, do you mentally? Not all of, not all of them, but some. I feel like I don't. And then at the end, I'm like, that made sense. Like the obvious ones where you're like, oh, I'm sure it's the brother because of this, this, this. Those make sense. But the little pieces, the little Easter eggs of like the red notebook or the whatever, like that, over my head. All these, yeah. Over my head, I think, most of the time. Yeah, I mean, you are so, you know, worried about getting through the book. I just want to know who did it. (laughs) Here's the worst part, though. I want to know who did it and I want to be right. And I'm the disappointment I feel in my body when I didn't guess, despite the fact that that's obviously the point. They didn't write it for me to guess. I'm so upset every time. 
<laughs> every time I'm so upset. I'm like, how did that happen to me? Oh, that's funny though. So I have a couple book suggestions for you. Now let's be honest. I gave a lot of these to you last time when we did this, but because it's a repeat, we'll just do it again. So for plot twists and thrillers and whatnot, one I would suggest is The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. And it's one that the end completely shocked me. Like, had no idea, didn't see it coming, thrown. But the premise is really interesting. And so it's this person basically wakes up in the body of not themselves, somebody else's body, at this cocktail party and every time they die throughout this night they wake up in a different person's body who is an attendee at that cocktail party and the whole time they're trying to figure out who kills Evelyn Hardcastle and preventing her death but every time they wake up in a different person's body and seeing their you know whole evening Mm -hmm. kind of play out and it was really really interesting I really enjoyed it I wondered if you'd read any of the like Jack Ryan books. I've never read them, but I've watched the show on Amazon. Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan books. I think the first one's called The Hunt for Red October. But I thought Mm -hmm. about that since you like spies and like thrillers and stuff. And then The Flight Attendant by Chris Bojalian. I don't think that's how you pronounce the last name, but is what it um they made a show about it (laughs) kaylee cuoco and the book is really interesting so this flight attendant basically wakes up in bed next to a man who's dead and been murdered and she is like i have to get on my flight to go home i'm a flight attendant but at the same time like this murder has obviously occurred did i do it did somebody else do it how do i and this whole thing kind of un Rabbles. And oh, I didn't know that was a. I didn't know that was a book because yeah. I saw the. Sh- I didn't see the show yet, but I saw it and I was like, oh, I don't know what this is about. So good to know. Yeah, and the book and the show are a little bit different, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed the book. I think you'll like it. It's a fast read. It's fairly thin. Um, you'll get through under three hundred pages. Good. <laughs> under three hundred pages. <laughs> um, the other one I'll say is the Silent Patient was like another thriller that everybody really liked. I read it this summer. It was really good. It was really fast. It was really interesting. Um, but then some non-fictions for you. Because you like the human psyche and whatnot, one that I often promote on this podcast is The Wisdom of Psychopaths, What Saints, Spies, and Serial Killers Can Teach Us About Success. And so this one is really interesting and the different um, kind of like experiments or field studies or whatnot that's been done to like kind of look at how their minds work and what they can teach us about success is really interesting. So I think you'd like that. That's what I want. Yeah, I just wrote it down because I remember last time I was like, I have to order that book and I forgot. And like now I put a huge note that tomorrow, like once I go through my sad list of tasks at work <laughs> this is one <laughs> to order the book book. yeah make my day I I'm like I love it like I think that's just like everything I want to know um the other one that I think is interesting is called hysterical why we need to talk about women hormones and mental health by Eleanor Morgan 
And that one I read a couple of years ago, and it was just very interesting to kind of see, you know, the way that our bodies as women work. And then obviously the, just seeing the kind of myths that are told about us, our mental health, our hormones and whatever else. And then we all know the lack of real understanding, et cetera. So, but it's a really good book. It was really interesting. Well, that reminds me actually. I mean, this is completely off topic, but because you said it, it just made me so mad this weekend. Mm-hmm. Currently, they are the U.S. Open mm-hmm. going on. Yes. And I don't know if you know, but I've heard women play best out of three men play best out of five sets in uh, in tennis. So I wondered, like, why <laughs> do women play best out of three and men play best out of five for a grand slam? Wait, and I yeah. And I Google and you know what the answer is, is because, of course, there were only men on the board and the reason was because women were seen as the weaker and more fragile gender that's literally the sole explanation for why they play best out of three and when play best out of five and the funny thing is that they were advocating though with Billie Jean King which is great but Mm -hmm. like for 50 years of equal pay I'm like good oh you know that's awesome but like so way to go. A lot of things to go. Well, I mean, I'd love to say that that surprised me and my jaw hit the floor, but it did. Yeah. It's exactly. disappointing. That's though. the thing, right? Right. Like just another, every time you read something like that, you <laughs> see something like that and you're just like, God, another so setback, you know, so yet, close. Yeah, but not. Like, Damn, <laughs> so close. And yet so far away. Ugh, that's annoying. Well, yeah. kind of on that same topic, I finished this book. I, it took me a hot minute to read because nonfiction ones I've started annotating. And so like, I really take my time with them, yeah. but it was really, really, really good. And it's called unlikable female characters. The women pop culture wants you to hate. And the way that she wrote this book was phenomenal. And it was just, it, it's by Anna or Anna Bogutskia. Again, I'm so sorry for mispronunciation. Um, but it's really great. Like, it's just the kind of tropes and characters, like the bitch, the slut, the, so it's about like the different characters that women are played on TV or in film and how culture has made them play those characters. I see. So, so even if you like one of the big takeaways that I found very interesting and it made me kind of re examine the way that I watch certain shows is like, you could have a, married couple and the husband is just an asshole but people still root for his character and the wife could be the same doing the same shit but people don't root for her mm-hmm, and people don't mm-hmm. like her and it's simply the sexist like internalized misogyny that we have yeah 100%. and it's interesting that we don't you know or if you have a woman on screen showing any sort of hysteria it's you know there's not as much feeling bad for her as like mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. hysterical or you know she's only mad or hurt because something happened to her she can't actually yeah. be just like yeah, yeah and so it's all very interesting and they take different characters throughout you oh, know nice. all of film and tv history so it's not like real people although she mentions different actors and characters that have been portrayed on in specific movies and tv shows and i find it very interesting and it made me kind of sit back and be like oh what did i think of those characters when yeah. i watched them and the you know words that we use to describe them specifically so it's very interesting interesting yeah that yeah 
wrote those three down. Yeah. So then switching gears a little bit, what book, if any, had a really big impact on you? (laughs) Yeah, that actually, I still remember my answer from last time because I think that was also, um, I think one was this book, German book Mm. written by, I think he would be nowadays, let's say he would be the the Tom Brady of literature in Germany, um, the greatest of all time. Interesting, um, yeah. <laughs> no, is it? So it's what Wolfgang. An, what what an analogy. Um. <laughs> yeah, his name is is uh, it's the uh, the author is uh, Wolfgang Goethe. I I don't know how you say it in German in in English. Goethe. I don't know. I don't know if you. I feel like that doesn't translate the same. Like I, I think know. it only sounds pretty in the way that you. but he wrote a very famous book called Faust which is about a doctor Um, and like the reason why I remember this book it's because first we that was like our high school exam book that we like like in our last year of high school we read Mm -hmm. and the reason I remember this book so much and it stuck with me is because it all rhymes. So it's written in rhymes. Ooh. Oh, and, that's challenging. And it all makes sense. So, you know, it's just not out there. Like, there's a whole story. Yeah. It's so well written. But because it's such a poetic, like, poetical way of writing, you don't uh-huh. immediately get the the sense behind the book, like, what he's trying to tell you. Oh, Okay. So it's really very, yeah, it's very like it's one of the. I mean, I think that's like one of the most classical books of German literature. Like that is the book. Yeah, and um, it's just super interesting because at the end, the the main message is that there's this guy that he is ready to die to get eternal knowledge. So it's a doctor and he just wants to know everything Mm. to the point that he is willing to sell his soul to the devil to to know everything. And the moral of the story at the end is just that you cannot know everything. There is not such a thing as eternal knowledge. Yeah. And it's just so interesting how he juggles, you Mm -hmm. know, through wanting to know everything, but also like dealing with all that those setbacks so that was definitely um a good book to read it stuck with me just because it was yeah when you start reading it first alone you don't understand it but like the the good part about it that it was at school is that you had a teacher that like explained and then the class engaged you to in like a conversation at the end it was actually a really great book yeah and there's still some quotes that today I still know them like you know really yeah I mean, yeah. I could only cite them in German, but yeah, there are a lot of quotes where they always just like say, you know, um, oh, now I'm I'm standing here and I'm still as, mm-hmm. you know, as human as I was before because I don't know everything. So it's like all these very nice yeah. quotes, and sometimes it's just like a flex, you know, when you can <laughs> friends when it comes up, and everyone's like, ooh, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that was actually. I really enjoyed that book because it was yeah. a challenge and um, yeah, very, very nice to read. 
I think about this now and I don't think I fully appreciated it at the time of sitting in an English class and actually everybody sitting there and dissecting the same book. Yeah. And at the time also as a, as a student, I had so much reading and so much shit to do that. Like, I don't think I took it and did it to the best of my like capabilities, but um, I wish I had. That's fun to like sit down. 100%. Those were all the books that I actually read. Mm. every time like all the school books that I had to read I always read them mm. um there's like also another one that really stuck with me but like to be honest I don't I I couldn't recall exactly what it was about um but it's uh, I mean it's not it was not one specific book we read we read a lot about this it's uh from Albert Camus it's like a French um author he wrote La Peste. I think I don't know the Peste. Is that how? I think that's the, the 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 English version. You're the one that speaks five languages. I don't know. <laughs> I think, but it's basically it's really. Oh no, it's the plague. That's how it's called. Of course, that's what I was. The gonna plague. Say. <laughs> I just said the past. I just like see that. See that's the the downside because sometimes mm-hmm. it's just translated and it's wrong. <laughs> No, it's called The Plague, and it's basically about um, the plague that erupted. Mm-hmm. And um, But it's very interesting because it's written on three levels, like the actual plague, but then also it's like about the war. It's super interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So that is another book that I really liked. I like that you actually sat and did all the reading and like were really I into did. it. All the that was, books. yeah. Because not all many the people was did. Read. Yeah, but ours were great. Like, I remember we read White Tiger that I really liked too. That was also, mm-hmm. um, we always had like these classic books like that were well known. So it was like not actually bad to read them. Um, I always enjoyed them. So, yeah. And I'm competitive. So, you <laughs> know, I could, and also like to be honest, I always did my homework. Like, I could not show up and not have like my homework done at school. Yeah. So I would be like that kind of person that would, you know. Did you also I participate? Of course. Of course. Always. I never wanted to participate. Like, I, that makes me so nervous. Why? I mean, a, you analyze yeah. a book in front of other people and like, yeah. like you're analyzing it. Great. What if but you I didn't always... get the same? I don't know. But I always feel like there's no, and I think that's why it's so, it was so easy for me. I think there was never like the right or wrong about a work, mm. like, because it's, you are reading it. And I think everyone yeah. interprets it in a different way. So for sure. It should, now I understand I mean, that, but I don't except, think. Except, yeah. Yeah. Except if you just make something up, right? Because yeah. you were put on the spot and you have no idea yeah. what the book is about. That's but true. If, if you know what the book's about and yeah. you, you know, you, yeah. they ask you like, you should, you should participate. Yeah, I kind of wish, because I think also when you're growing up and you're in school, you have classes that are very like right or wrong. Like math, there's oh, yeah. only one right answer. Like two yep. plus two is four. Um, And so English is subjective and depending 100%. on the books you're reading and stuff. And so I think if that was, I wish that it was said to me more and encouraged yep. more rather than like expecting that you all came to the same answer, whether or not it was right or wrong. I think it's, I would have yeah, felt more comfortable. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is usually better, the book or the movie? You can read Flight Attendant, <laughs> watch the show, and then come back to it. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I 
I don't like whenever I, of course, I will always watch the show because mm-hmm. I would not that I would like pick up the book first. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I can tell. Okay, so then here's my question. <laughs> if you watch a show now, like let's mm-hmm. say you watched a show and then you figured out it was a book, would you feel more inclined to go pick up the book? Okay, listen. <laughs> I, listen. Okay. I my my TikTok algorithm took me to this teenage kind of romance um that I watched the summer I turned, turned pretty. pretty. Yes. So I, I read like, those is- in high school and they were so good. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know what? I mean, I'm not done. I still like to watch all those, you know, she's a man movies. You know, it's just like Mean Girls, like all these things that avoid just like. Ames, I would have come with a different set of books. I will give you the adult <laughs> version of those romances that you should read that like give you all those feels and make your just like heart like swoon. So that is actually because like I watched the two seasons. I actually mm-hmm. like now I'm intrigued to know like how is it going to end. I read there's a third book. There is. So now I'm like, should I buy the third book? I have and... it. I'll I'll let you borrow it. Oh, you have it? I'll ha- okay, I have it. I'll let you borrow easy. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because but, like no, like okay. I want to know. <laughs> but if you really liked that, I think you should read Every Summer After by Carly Fortune. It was it's like one of my favorite books. And I don't love romance. Like it's not my favorite genre to read. But I read it in one day, sitting in the car in Ireland, driving up and down the coast. Like yeah. I devoured it. It was so good. <laughs> And I was sobbing in the car and I'm like, no doctor, <laughs> but it's so good. And so I love that. That's interesting. I so wonder that's if like you I'm would debating. Enjoy, I wonder if you would enjoy like Emily Henry. Her books are all of those like romance books, like happy place, beach read. Like they're very popular mm-hmm. or Colleen Hoover. You would like Verity. Like Colleen oh Hoover, yeah that's that was like the book talk girl yeah but she also so like verity is one i think you would like because it's a thriller but also a romance um but interesting yeah and the only book i think that i will read um that um i'm, I'm actually waiting for and i'm gonna read that 100 percent mm-hmm. is the last book of game of thrones because the ending is going to be different than the show. Yeah. And that one I want to read. Okay. Also, here's, okay. I think romance books, there's such, I don't know if it's just me, but there's a very fine line between it being cheesy and predictable, which can be enjoyable. Like people, like you'll read the same books over and over again because you enjoy them. And that's what you crave and want. And then the ones that really like, pull at your heartstrings and even if they're like cheesy it's or the story is cheesy like it's mm-hmm. the way things are written that really just why didn't you choose me like those kind of one-liners that just like you know <laughs> like those are so I think that's what matters and yeah that, like makes a romantic I, I see me. your point yeah I see your point like so, too yeah yeah not as cliche right like not yeah, the typical yeah yeah or even if you do it cliche like I love the writing to be strong enough yeah literally the, like, to get the emotions yeah, right of the yeah. book yeah so what's but, a book that you'd like to read again for the very first time a book that I would like to read again for the very first time I don't know I never asked myself that question you could read one book again for the very first time, not knowing what's going to happen or anything. What would you read? 
if I hadn't watched the show, I would read Game of Thrones. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Although those books are over 300 pages. Ugh, yeah. I would have to break yeah. my own. But like, I think those I would definitely want to read because I I don't know, I feel like we, you just owe it to that, to, I don't know, what's his name, George R. Martin, like, because it's such an incredible show yeah, to actually like read the so books, much. you know. So because why don't you do it even if you saw the show? I actually picked up the book. Um, I started reading read the them. last one. Yeah, the last one I will read, but I actually started the first one, but it was so close to the show. Like, mm-hmm. really, they go really hand in hand that I just couldn't find motivation to to the read a book over three. The part about that whole sentence mm-hmm. is that as readers, that's all we want is for the movie and the book to be exactly like, <laughs> or the movie and the show to be exactly like the book. And you're <laughs> sitting here going, you know what? That's going to stop me from reading it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, because I already saw the show. So I was like, you know, it's not going to, there's not going to be any surprise. That's why so I want to, that's why I'm saying I'm going to read the last version, like the last version, the last book, because, mm-hmm. well, there is going to be a difference. And I want to know that I want to okay. know. Okay. So. so next time a movie or book comes out, or next time a movie or show comes out where I know the book is very different, I'll tell you, and then you can read okay. the book. That'll be good to know. Yeah. And then so we then, can compare. Yeah, what exactly. Is better. Yeah. So then what is the last really good book you read? Uh, I think the last one would be the one that I talked about before. Um, yeah, the, the subtle art of not giving an F. Yeah. yeah. Just because it was okay. like really... Like also um, just the fact that he tells you that, you know, um, you should stand for good values. I think it's something that a lot of people sometimes don't think about or get like forget, you know, once you um, you grow up. And also that failure is not a bad thing. I think a lot of people have trouble with accepting like doing making mistakes or um, just failing at something. Yeah, um, you'll never and, know otherwise. Yeah, and I th- that what he does good in the book is basically giving you a lesson that you know that's how you grow, that's how you learn. Mm-hmm. It's it's based on that, and um, I mean, I think it's like not new knowledge. You know, I think yeah. it's something you hear very often, but I think it just just reading about it from time to time just you know puts it back on the oh for sure on the top of the memory. So that's why I like yeah. it so much. And somebody like validates that or reiterates that for you. And then it's kind of yeah. like, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh, for sure. Yeah. So what's a book on your list that you want to read next? Um, another one that I have on my list right now that I've read the first 30 pages mm-hmm. is, and it still hasn't changed from last time we talked, is Atomic Habits. So yeah, yeah, that's um, on my list as well. Um, Seen it everywhere, um, but it's basically this um, this author helping you to how you build Mm -hmm. like small habits in your day to day that are achievable. Like you will do exactly that. Like actually, Mm -hmm. dump like. You know, like, oh, I'm not going to quit. Like, I want to quit smoking. And then you just, like, drop a cigarette. Like, I don't smoke. But, you know, people just tend mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm going to stop today. Yeah. Or, like, you know, but they he, like, really tells you how that if you want to achieve a goal or something mm-hmm. else, you know, you have to take it step by step and build yeah. up these small habits. And they are those are the ones that are key. So it basically teaches you how to do that. And that's the book that I currently 
that I want to read and that I started. Yeah, Yeah. I need that for myself. My friend read that and she really enjoyed it. So I need that for myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've heard apparently it's really good. So, so is that what you're reading right now? Yep. That's what I'm on right now. Since you're reading that right now, maybe we need to pick a day during the weekend and we wake up and we go to a coffee shop and we just read together for an hour over coffee. Yeah, we can, we can do that. We can do yeah. that. I think it, yeah, because see that because then I will have like commitment to, to there you go. There you <laughs> go. Otherwise I won't pick it up. There you go. Yeah. That's what we should do. I mean, a this book week date. is like, yeah, a book date. Yeah. Yeah. This week is dead. But like, really, yeah, definitely a pumpkin spice latte. There you go. (laughs) During the fall, what more could you want? I've never tried a book. So I don't know if it's like really for me either. (laughs) To be fair, I like drink my coffee black. So, like a soul. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ames, thank you so much for being here again. Thank you so much for doing this. I mean, We've now spent four hours together recording this book. <laughs> so I and it's appreciate still your time. Fun, of yeah. Course. And each time is something new and interesting. That's so, true. And everybody enjoy the Instagram posts because they are clips from the first time we tried to do this. Or actually this time around, it might be, I might find a fun clip of this interview. We'll see. But, well, I mean, you have tons of footage to go through. So yeah, exactly. Sure to be exactly. something on there. Exactly. You have in-person meeting. You have a virtual. Like, virtual. I got so much. I got have, four yeah. hours of You got footage. four hours of footage to go through. So. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Ames, thank you so much for being here. I greatly appreciate thank it. Thank you, Kendall. I've enjoyed this. And we're going to have too. to have a reading date. Yes, absolutely. Honestly, I'm totally down for that. Okay. I think that could be a really good idea. I think so too. Maybe we'll instead of coffee, we can also make, we can have a wine. Like that was also Oh, and a charcuterie board. I love it. Ding, ding, ding. Love it. Well, thanks everybody for listening and check out the next episodes. Bye Thank everyone. You. Bye. Why did I wave? Before you go, if you haven't already, check out the unofficial book club on the Fable app. The Fable app is an interactive platform for virtual book clubs where people from all around the world can come together to create this beautiful community, sharing and interacting over the books they're reading. There are so many different book clubs on this app, and I'm moderating the book club for this podcast. This is not a sponsored ad. I'm just excited to host an online book club. My guests and I discuss so many amazing books across so many different genres and categories. So to be able to bring them to life in a space where we can all interact, that's what I want for this book club. Each month, we'll be reading a different book from a different genre or category. So you can join us each month or during the months in which the category piques your interest. November is our fantasy month with One Dark Window by Rachel Gillig, followed by December's pick, which is one of the popular books of 2023, Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, which is now a show on Apple TV. Next week, I'll be doing a poll on Instagram to pick our January book, whose category is a dystopian or sci-fi story. If you want to learn more about which genre we'll be reading for each month, you can check out the schedule on Instagram at unofficialbookclubpod. So download the Fable app to join the unofficial book club and read alongside me. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at unofficialbookclubpod to be updated on any future book club picks. 
If you're looking for the link to the book club, it'll be in the show notes, along with all of the books that were discussed in this episode. And any books discussed in other episodes are listed in their show notes. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.